Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. A little late this week, as uh, we mentioned on Twitter and on the Facebook page. Had a few things going on. Uh, my brother had some surgery Monday and actually Tuesday. Um, he's doing well. He's back out of ICU into a regular room. So we are here tonight recording number 12, I think, <laughs> of the podcast. And I am your host, Jimmy in Georgia. And with me, I'm Emmy. And we are going to get into a few things here in just a few moments. And we do just want to welcome you back to the Falling Skies cast, and we're going to discuss Sanctuary Part 1 tonight, and then obviously next week we'll be discussing Sanctuary Part 2. And so we're, we're glad to have you here this evening, or this morning, whenever you may be Afternoon. listening, or next week, since you're at Comic-Con and you're cool and we're not at Comic-Con, so I guess we're not cool. No, not really. Can take part in BitterCon. We could. Maybe. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to start off the show here in just a moment with some Falling Skies news. And that does involve Comic-Con yet again. Love Comic-Con. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and jump into that. Falling Skies and Pop Culture. Uh, this week is kind of the Falling Skies panel week, if you will. Tuesday night, they were at the Paley Center for a special Falling Skies screening and panel discussion. Uh, and I'm sure at some point that's going to probably be available on DVD. Uh, or possibly on Hulu Plus, which I know that has been the case in recent past of other Paley Center um, shows like that. Don't know exactly when that would be, but that would be fun. And that is a cool um, option to actually see a good version of the, the panel. Uh, I know years ago there was a special thing at Best Buy where you could get a Buffy the Vampire Slayer season and a Paley Center panel they did, which was kind of fun. I know also tonight, as we're recording, in actually about 30 to 45 minutes, they will be having another event with the Screen Actors Guild Foundation, where is another question and answer type panel. And then, obviously, as we reported last week, Falling Skies is having another panel at Comic-Con. And uh, we, we give you all the details in that last episode. If you missed it, you can go back and check that out. But also, after the panel, they are offering uh, autograph session over at the Dark Horse Comics booth. So if you're out there for Comic-Con, don't miss that. But if you're at Comic-Con, I doubt you're listening to this because... You're at Comic-Con. <laughs> so maybe next week when you get back home, you can uh, tell us how that was if you're out there. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our next segment of the show, which would normally be the Pope quote of the week. No Pope quote of the week this week. None whatsoever. Well, we did get to see Pope. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode, which I don't know why you'd be listening if you had it. But we did get to see Pope. He was back. But we didn't get to hear anything he had to say. We heard um, from another character that obviously he'd been talking about some things. But uh, we didn't actually get to hear him say anything. So no Pope Quote of the Week. But we do have another segment, which is a fan favorite. At least that's what one of our iTunes reviews says. This Week in History. At one point in discussing the uh, what to do with the kids, they bring up something from World War II. And I think Amy's going to talk about that. The Blitz. The Blitz is uh, derived, I guess, from German lightning, was sustained strategic bombing of Britain by Nazi Germany between 
the 7th of September 1940 and the 10th of May 1941 during the Second World War. So basically, the Blitz was London being bombed for 76 consecutive nights, and about 40,000 civilians were killed, half of them being in London, so pretty crazy deal going on with uh, London back in the 40s. And then we did want to mention here, because we like the Narnia movies and books, that this was featured in the first of the Chronicle Narnia of movies. It was A Line the Winch in a Wardrobe. The story begins in 1940, during the war, and the Pevensey kids... Whatever, I never they never say their last names that much in the movie. It's Peter, Susan Edmund, and Lucy are evacuated from London. They go out to hang out with the Professor Diggory. And that's where they find the enchanted wardrobe and go over to Narnia. But that was a result of them trying to be protected from the bombings in London, which was the analogy of sending the kids ahead in this episode to protect them from the skitter attack that would be um, expected to come. So that was this week in history. Our Hopefully next... never to be repeated. Yes. Our uh, next segment is another one I like a lot. I don't know about you guys. Um, if you do, please let us know. We can send us some feedback. We'd like to have it. Pop um, culture. Yes. It's Falling Skies and pop culture. Um, there's several things here. Some of them are pretty brief. Some of them we'll discuss a little bit. The first one was Tom and Ann are walking by a group of kids playing red light, green light, and and says one upside is losing all their electronics is there's no more video games. Mm. Also, Ben says that in some bizarro, alien way, they cared about them and they were family. So, reference to the Superman bizarro, possibly. Most likely. Well, bizarro was the character from DC Comics. It was created back in the 50s and was actually uh, appeared in Superboy number 68 for the first time. But I know it is kind of a generic term also now for just something that's kind of strange. So one way or the other, it is a reference to Superman, even if it's not meant as a reference to Superman. So Exactly. One big thing I think was funny, this is the funniest part of the show, which I think we've missed a little bit without Pope the last couple of weeks, is Anne, as we go early in the show, gets attacked. And then uh, Maggie or Margaret, whatever they call her, gave her a gun. And then she goes out to help her learn how to shoot it. And at one point, Anne says, should she take a stance? And Maggie says, you're not the Terminator, honey. You've just got to protect yourself. So the fact that she actually said Terminator, which I think is pretty fun, funny, since that's a really blatant reference to the fact that Moon Bloodgood was a part of Terminator Salvation, which starred Christian Bale, Sam Worthington, and was the fourth installment of the Terminator series. And uh, I think this is we heard a few weeks ago, someone's, I think it was actually Maggie as well, specifically said the ER um, in reference to Noah Wiley's other show, I think that we can see that was definitely an on-purpose reference um, just because of the actor's previous work. Also, Jimmy is looking for something else to use to attack the skitter, and I guess a globe rolls over, and we see the skitter grab it with one of its hands, feet, however you want to term that, and that tends to look like the War of the Worlds poster that we see that also Steven Spielberg made. But anyway, it looks very similar when, that, I guess, that, that scene pops up. Yes. Um, there's one of the posters for the Worlds has the alien's hand holding, like, a kind of a globe that's kind of glowing on red fire, something to that effect. And, uh, yeah. From the Tom Cruise version, not any of the other versions. Um, there's a TV show, there's old movies, radio dramas. But, but yeah, it looked like one of those posters. And then also one last, um, actually two more things. One, the next one. Ben is looking at what appears to be an obviously photoshopped picture of the Masons' family trip to the Six Flags theme park. 
and um, he have a little discussion about the pitcher. He gives it to Hal. Hal gives it back to him. But Six Flags, if you're unfamiliar, maybe you're outside the U.S. and aren't familiar with what Six Flags is, it's actually the world's largest amusement park company. It has 14 North American locations, and we can only assume that the Masons took their trip to the Six Flags New England, which is in Agawam. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Massachusetts. So perhaps that is where they went, or they could have went to the other one of the other 13 locations, like Six Flags Over Georgia, or the ones in Texas or California. They're all they're kind of all over. All right. Well, right here is where we had those technical difficulties that I mentioned on Twitter and Facebook last night, and so we don't have any more of the recording from last evening. So I will have to go it alone here the rest of this episode because Emmy will not be able to join me at this time. So, sorry everyone, we'll be solo the rest of this episode, but that is alright, we will move forward. Anyway, we have one more thing to talk about here in pop culture. Also, we get another look at Matt's backpack, which is a Transformers backpack that features the Autobot logo, and I don't think it's any coincidence that a Steven Spielberg produced Transformers Dark of the Moon is in theaters now and is being slightly promoted um, to those who pay attention to Falling Skies. All right, well, the next segment of our show would typically be the Falling Skies recap. We have some mail later on where people complain about the the, uh, recap, and I mentioned that probably episode 9 or 10. Some people do. And we're going to try to mix it up this week and love your feedback. Um, If you like this better, if you'd like us to go back to the traditional format, um, we can do that as well. But this week we decided to do the Falling Skies 5. And that will be the top five moments of the week of Falling Skies. And we're going to start off with number five, something we've already mentioned in our pop culture segment. Anne is attacked for those drugs and is forced to man up, if you will. She gets encouragement from Margaret, a.k.a. Maggie, um, after the attack. The, you know, She did stand up. She fought back. And Maggie leaves her a gun. And not too long after that, we see the training sequence that we talked about earlier when they mentioned the Terminator. And definitely it seems she's found empowerment with this weapon, which I think is a a big step for her, considering she's the pediatrician, the doctor, the one who's been caring for everyone, and has now stepped up to be more of a militant person, more of a fighter, if you will, instead of just a doctor and an eater, as um, they are sometimes referred to on the show. So I think that's some character progression there. I don't know, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Next up, we have number four most pivotal moment for the Falling Skies 5 would be Clayton tells the second mass that a skitter attack is coming. And most of the episode is actually spent preparing for this oncoming attack based on his um, news here, how the seventh mass has been wiped out by these skitters, how they scout out them first with a mech and a skitter, which you know signified the, the coming attack. We see the second mass preparing blockade. We have the big debate, which we'll talk about here in a moment, throughout the episode as well. But this this time of building barricades and planning and trying to decide what to do to protect themselves and to look for another safe haven um, does have the opportunity for all the civilians to have time to complain about stuff. And that's pretty much where we're going to move into our third most important thing that happened this week. The parents don't want to send their kids ahead. And most vocally was Elisa's dad. This is one of those things we, we've mentioned briefly before, too. They compared this to sending the kids out of London and during the Blitz. Many of the families had already lost children. These people who still have their kids don't want to let go. They want to protect them. 
and that is definitely a big debate. Even Tom, who ultimately makes a decision about what's going to happen, did not want to send his two sons ahead. And so that was definitely one of the pivotal points of this plot for this week. And uh, we see the resolution to this in number two, which is Tom decides to send the kids ahead. But there is that slight twist on that. Ben is the deciding factor in this decision, which does lead to some questions there from my case anyway. Ben, we see, is basically being harassed or picked on or bullied, whatever you want to call it, in the food line. One of the guys in the camp doesn't want to be around these kids with the little skitter thing sticking out of their back. And Hal stands up for him. But while Hal is standing up for him, Ben runs off. And that's where we have the scene with Tom and Ben. And Ben tells his dad he wants to go because he sees something. I don't know. And just some of the other things Ben did this episode makes me kind of question his loyalty a little bit. He also says that he misses his Skitter family. And we mentioned the Bizarro some kind of way. So is he still working for the Skitters? I mean, really, there's definitely some kind of connection there. He still has some feelings or whatnot for them. And I don't know, maybe he's still in league with them. Maybe they can send radio waves further than, than we're aware of. Who knows? Uh, one thing that we did learn early on from Dr. Harris where he died was that the little harnesses do kind of implant some sort of a, I don't know if it was necessarily biogenetical, I think he might have even said maybe nanobiotic, um, nanobot type technology where it kind of fuses together with the with the host. So maybe... After prolonged exposure to the drugs, to the harness, maybe Ben is still connected. We we really don't know. I know that he doesn't act as strangely as Rick, because Rick's still acting really weird every time they've shown him. So, who knows? All right, the number one most pivotal moment of Falling Skies this week. Clayton, the trusted friend of the Second Mass, who was given four fighters and all the kids and teens to lead them to a safe house, has made a deal with the devil. Well, the Skitters. Honestly, the questions are raised from this. How did this even happen? How how do you have an opportunity to make a deal with the Skitters and everyone else is dying? I mean, why him? What's so useful about him? Is he was he the reason the seven masks is gone? I mean, is it even gone? Is he just lying to you know to better his situation? Um, definitely see a lot of selfishness in this episode with the guy who was trying to steal the drugs for him and his family rather than helping you know three hundred people, and then. I don't know, what has he given them? Or has, he has to have done something else for them previously. Even, like I said, even if it's just giving the kids of the seventh mass before they were wiped out or or whatever, I don't know. But we do see the little kid Eli being taken to the skitter and then the skitter talking to the creepy little girl. Just a creepy little turn. Okay, this is the other thing I want to mention about this. This was actually a good twist. And there was actually something after that scene where we saw Pope, which is a pivotal moment in some way that we get the return of Pope. But this ending was phenomenally better than the ending for episode 4, which was the family prayer time, and episode 5, which was the hugging, oh, Ben's back. Those aren't, those aren't the kind of things in a TV show that makes me want to watch the next episode. Don't know about you, I like the lost cliffhanger where, oh, so-and-so's a bad guy, oh no, he's not dead, whatever, that has that appeal, that attraction, it's like, wow, I gotta know what happens next. Having a family prayer time or hugging your son who's woken up, doesn't make me want to wonder what happens next. And so this um, little exchange with the skitter and then Pope being back definitely has that draw in. Oh, nice. Some things are picking up here. I want to know what's going on. And so definitely a much better ending of this episode. And granted, this is supposed to be a two-parter episode. This week was Sanctuary Part 1. Sanctuary Part 2 will be next week. 
And I guess as far as going into that, some questions that are raised. Is there a skitter attack coming? I mean, that could have just been a ploy to get the kids. I assume that there is a skitter attack coming that has helped um, in part from this coordination with Clayton and his skitter buddies. And I, I don't know. Like, I wonder how many other people are working with him. Like, he asked for Mike to come, and then Hal went with him. I'm like, was he planning to let you know Mike in on this little spiel or whatever? I mean, Mike's already lost his son once. I don't think he would really enjoy uh, making deals with the skitters. So that seems pretty messed up. Hal definitely ain't going to let Ben just walk off with the skitters again. So uh, there's going to be some interesting drama created uh, with that situation. Uh, and there at the end, too, the fact that Pope is the one who even told... Okay, this is this is one of those plot holes. Why would someone, if he's legitimately part of the seventh mass, need Pope to tell him information about the second mass? Why would he need to tell them about the kids in the school? I mean, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me other than, you know, they kept moving him out and I don't know their exact location. That part I can understand. Everything else, I would believe he would have known if they were all grouped together before they started splitting up that there were kids in the group. That doesn't quite mesh well with me, but but anyway, that um, is another question raised. And I don't know, it's one of those things. Maybe a lot of the second mass is going to die. That would be an interesting twist. Uh, I know we were talking on Facebook, a few of us, and Twitter too, I think. Um, Robert and uh, somebody else was in on the conversation. You know, who who might die? And I honestly think someone might die. I'm, I hope they do. It would raise some drama. One person I thought would be cool if they died, honestly, would be Porter. I don't have any uh, you know, supporters on that or anything. But the fact that Porter is in control of all of the the resistance in, in this area, you know, someone vying for that spot, whether it be Weaver or someone else, that would be an interesting dynamic since he's the one who kind of keeps Weaver in check along with along with Tom. You've got lots of people who are kind of the main characters but are kind of side characters at the same time, like Di. Di could die. Anthony could die. I don't think Margaret would die, Maggie. I definitely don't think Tom or Hal or Ben or Matt, Pope. I don't think any of those people would die. I do want to see some deaths. Because that's going to add to the drama. It's like, you know, this is life and death situation. We can't just hang out in a school all day. Be safe from the skitters. There has to be consequences to these actions. And we want to see, we want to see a hopeful thing, but also we need to see how bleak and dark it really is at the same time. And I think that's something we have missed out because this show has been pretty family friendly, which isn't bad. But at the same time, you're living in a world where most of the world's population is dead. It shouldn't be happy, fun times. You know, I mean, it's great that they have their family and they have their faith or whatever, but I want to see more of the dark times. And then that makes the the brief, happy moments better. Like the first episode, the little time where, where Matt got to play on a skateboard, that was a nice touch. But you can't have too much of that or it makes it um, something it shouldn't be, I think. But anyway, I think I've rambled enough about that. We're going to move forward here into some Falling Skies feedback. Uh, we've got some Twitter messages to get into, got some things from Facebook, might get into a few of those, and then uh, definitely want to share an email we received. All right, well, first up, um, thanks to everyone who's found us over on Facebook. I think we're at about 78 people-ish, I don't know. Yvonne is one of the people who commented over there, said, love the picture of Colin Cunningham on the new cover. Um, that is something I didn't mention earlier, I guess, um, as you probably noticed if you've downloaded the, the podcast. Uh, we do have a little bit of new, it's basically the same album cover with a different background, uh, different color shading effect on the drop shadow of our um, logo. And then we did add Colin Cunningham, Pope, on there instead of uh, Noah Wiley, who's been on there the last several weeks. All right, from Twitter. 
Um, I think we're up to close to 370 people over there. DH Freak said, OMG podcast, this show is just amazing. Thanks for the follow. Those were two messages. Hoku Buku. I don't know how to say their name, but they're one of the people who are participating in the um, chance to try to win a walk-on role on Falling Skies. There's several people um, that are really tweeting up a storm about Falling Skies trying to get a walk-on role. Um, so hopefully um, some of those people will be able to win. But Hoku Boko said something about Falling Skies and the uh, Comic-Con stuff. I mentioned that. And they said, I wish I could make it to Comic-Con. I'd love to check out Falling Skies panel. And then Alice S. said, me too. DH Freak said, currently downloading all the episodes. Need to catch up with you guys. Podcast. Yay, excited for season two. Lily Us Five says, I saw the third episode here in Italy and it was very intense. Loved it. Good job. And they even and they also said Drew Roy is amazing. Um NZ Rob FL says, Looking forward to hearing this one. Favorite episode so far. Addy Mike fifty five. Glad to. Having such a great time with the show. I thanked a couple people for uh Retweeting some messages and stuff anyway. And Umpo, um, one of the stars of the show, Anthony, um, said in any time to that. And then this next couple messages here from the same fella, Mark, and uh, had sent us a tweet and then also uh, an email, as far as I could tell. I'm pretty sure same fella. Uh, said, listen to your podcast. Now, what's the point? No insider opinion, just a recap. Terrible. And then also the email, listen to your podcast now for the first time. Where is the insight or opinion? You basically give a recap. That I can find on EW.com. Just doing this in hopes of meeting the show's stars. I've never been so confused about a podcast. And I'm assuming that Mark listened to the episode after the pilot. Uh, the pilot episode was a lot of recap. There was like 20 minutes of recap out of like 36 minutes of show. Something like that. So I can see his point there. But also, uh, previous to that, I'd already given an initial reaction show. Um, I think it was episode five or six of the podcast where I'd watched the first three episodes, told what I thought about them, uh, acting and CG and all those kind of things. And then also I'd already seen the next episode, so I didn't want to get into spoiling that in any way. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, I can see I can see his point with that. And so, I don't know, I figured I'd mix it up this week. Definitely, we aren't professional radio personalities here. Uh, myself and my co-host Emmy, who's not with me right now. You know, this is a hobby. We like science fiction. We like this show. And so we're doing a podcast about it. And, you know, we hope you listen. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. And, you know, Mark, we appreciate your feedback, dude. We know we need to improve. We know we can improve. We try to, you know, add new things to the show, take away some things. Like these last few weeks, I feel like we've come up with some different segments, some different things that I think are kind of fun. And, you know, I'm sorry if, if you don't like it. But, hey, it's free, <laughs> and we do what we can, and we'll, we'll hope to get better. And uh, anyway, we're going to move on to some more information here from Twitter. Follow Fridays from Jewel Phoenix, Love Shashel G, Addy Mike 55, Kimmy XOXO, Lily S5, NZ Robert Fell, Ezeka F. Schmeiser, and Falling Skies TVE. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> also, we have... Um, several people, I mentioned on the thing earlier in the show about my brother who had heart surgery earlier this week, Monday, and then again on Tuesday morning, which is part of the reason the show's been delayed this week, and we had some issues last night when we were recording, but I had several people respond back to that on my personal Twitter, the Jimmy and Georgia account, and then also here on the Falling Skies account. Um, NZ Rob FL said, praying for you. DH Freak says, prayers to you and yours. Um, CCS, number one fan. Prayer will be said for him. Stay strong. Um, so thanks everybody for that. Definitely um, appreciate that. I really do. And so my brother's doing well. 
he continues to improve. Actually, they're saying he might be able to be sent home tomorrow, uh, Friday, which is a pretty amazing. I, I know hospitals and technology and everything is, is advanced and things happen pretty quickly and they send home people pretty fast. But to have had a double bypass and then also a, uh, a second surgery to you know remove some excess blood that was you know bleeding or whatever, um, and then within three days later to go home, that's... It's pretty amazing. So thanks, everybody, uh, for saying your prayers. I do I really do appreciate that. We do have a few more things here from the Twitter. Um, Lucy A. Maxwell, back after the Fallen Sky Skitter Me Timbers, which is pretty funny. I'm happy. LOL. Catch you after the show. Um, got lots of messages <laughs> from Sookie Tex, which is one of the, another one of those people like Kimmy XXO, XO, um, who were trying to win the walk-on roll with um, Fallen Sky. So if you see their messages, retweet them and death help them out. She, one of the things she says, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy night. Falling Skies, um, OMG, best Falling Skies episode yet. And also, lacrosse is the perfect post-apocalyptic Falling Skies sport of choice. And uh, yeah, lots of things there. And also over on Facebook, we did have a little conversation about uh, Robert brought up, you know, who, who do you think might die? Um, I don't know. I, I really do hope some people die, and we've already kind of talked about that, so I guess we won't go back into that again. But um, definitely appreciate the interaction there with everyone. Would love to have more of it. I definitely – one of my things about this show, I, I would like for you know a lot of the show to be your thoughts, your insight, your opinion about the show. You know, we definitely have some interaction on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and that's awesome. And uh, we got an email this week and had one before. I'd love to have more of those, and so definitely would like to have your input. Um, and really, you're going to make the show better if you're involved. So we would love for you to be involved. All right, well, I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up. Um, as I said earlier, my uh, co-host is unable to be with me here tonight, and uh, so we're going to call it a night of the for the show and so i just want to remind everyone like we said we'd love to have your input you can call us at 773-35-SKIES email us at fallingskiescast at gmail.com find us on facebook we would love for you to do that and get involved with the conversation there it's facebook.com slash fallingskiescast and also on twitter if you're on there it's twitter.com slash the falling skies and so definitely would love to have your twitter messages facebook messages emails um, phone calls, man. I'd love to have your phone calls. Um, you can call us up and tell us about the episode, your theories, um, whatever it might be. You can send in your thoughts like Mark and say, hey, dude, you can you need to change this. This isn't good. Um, you need to do this better. I mean, <laughs> we, need, we need the input. We need the criticism. We really do. So thanks again uh, for all of you who are listening. Sorry it isn't late this week. Uh, it's been a, kind of a rough week. In addition to my brother, who's been in the hospital all week, um, grandpa is in the hospital as well, had heart surgery, um, Tuesday morning as well. And he's, he seems to be doing okay, but it's, it's been a kind of a trying week this week. So thanks everybody for being patient with us, with the podcast being slow. And, uh, we hope to talk to you next week and hopefully it'll be a better one for you and for us too. And we thank you for listening. And if you stick around right after the outro music here, there will be a slight, spoiler section where we reveal next week's episode title which you probably already know since i've mentioned it a few times and official description so stick around for that or we'll see you later peace out
All right, part two of a sanctuary. Um, a little description I have here is how begins to distrust Clayton's image of the farm. Mike and Hal must battle an unforeseen enemy. Hmm, I wonder who that will be. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. But anyway, that's going to be episode number seven of the season. We're going to have three more episodes left. Um, one on the 31st of July, and then two, the big season finale on August the 7th. So we hope to have you here, and we'll talk to you later. Peace.